Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of 911 Delta, Tethered for Life. This podcast may not be suitable to all listeners due to language and subject matters. Please listen with care. Hey, y'all. Welcome to 911 Delta, Tethered for Life podcast. We're your hosts, Anna and Casey. And we do have a special guest this week. My brother, Byron. Hello. Hello. Tell us a little bit about you. I mean, I know, but, you know, tell all the people listening. Uh, so I've been with, I guess, your jurisdiction for four years, I guess. Since 2019, when you and you and Matt conned me into applying. Um, oh, that was on before him. that, I did. <laughs> before that, I did uh, Wildland Fire uh, out in Oregon for the uh, for the federal government. Uh, it was pretty pretty wild experience, but uh, nothing nothing like being a real firefighter. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> what uh, what crew did you work for out west? Uh, it was Medford Crew Ten. It was a it's a veterans hand crew based out of uh, Medford, Oregon. The, the one and only. That's right. It's cool. Yeah. And then prior to that, I did some construction and went to college very unsuccessfully for a lot of years and uh, was in the Navy for eight years. Whoop, so whoop. I've done a lot. <laughs> you have done a lot. We, we've done <laughs> we've done a lot. Um, yeah, we did a lot of snowboarding adventures, adventures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, around um, around Europe and. Did some crazy shit. So what we know for sure, because we're both basically from Virginia too, like not the same part of Virginia, but was, even though we're Navy brats, we're, we're from Virginia, um, that Europeans are way more prepared. Yeah. <laughs> for the yeah. Than, um, yeah. than we are. Yeah, except for that car yeah. they rented you that one time. Oh yeah, the the smart car, which is the smart very... car with the zero gear. Yeah, with the zero gear in the snow, it's not very, <laughs> not very intelligent. Right. Um, Every time it would lose traction, it would say it was in zero gear. <laughs> yeah, and then you had to shut means. it off too. Yeah, you shut it off and then turn it back on to get it out of zero gear. Right. And also, also had to submit to a urinalysis right in the street. That was kind of odd. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we, I flew into Milan, right, in Italy, and we drove over to Garbus, yeah. Germany. And um, my brother and his roommate had rented this car, which was supposed to hold four people, their luggage, and have snow racks. It was a fucking smart car with no snow racks. <laughs> so we had three of us in seats, the luggage in the boot, and the passenger back seat, the other side of the back seat. We had snowboards between the like all the doors and the seats, and then the central console. We had one in there as well. Yeah, I was basically pinned in my snowboard. Right, we're basically, so if, like, we had needed to get out, we were fucked. Like, there was no... Yeah. Um, (laughs) So this is probably not great for the uh, driving preparedness part of this podcast, because we're not... Yeah. Yeah. What not to do. What not... This is what not... Except it was a gas-powered car, so we were good for a little while. Um, That's good, at least. Yeah, because it started blizzarding as we're going over the mountains into Garmisch, Germany. Mm. It took, I don't know how many hours it took us. It was like, it it was early, early morning when we finally got there. And then we couldn't find our hotel because it was up on this big ass hill. And (laughs) all the roads were snowed over. Like, you, you couldn't make out roads. So, and in Germany, they have these... Um, pedestrian areas that are, that are called marked plots. It's it's a market area, and uh, apparently we drove through that 
in the smart car, which alerted the Pulitzer. And they came and they thought we looked a little dazed and confused. <laughs> and of course, we'd all been up for like, I don't know, 24, 36 hours at this point. Who knows? Jeez. Um, yeah. And um, my my brother was driving. So there, there's no such thing as like, do you want to take a breathalyzer or do you want to? No, it's I have a cup. You need to pee in it. Oh. And, um <laughs> Yeah, so they yeah. they they made him pee in a cup right there on the side of the street. At I don't know, it wasn't like three in the morning. It was early as shit in the morning. It was. It was. It was. I think it was around two because I know the, some of the bars were letting out. When I was, yeah, like the I bars were closed. Cup. Yeah, we finally we drove around. Like they tried to give us directions, <laughs> which were not helpful, and then they left us. And so then we're driving around more. We finally found this baker, who's like out shoveling his driveway at four in the morning or some shit and he tells us where to go finally we had to park the car at the bottom because we could not drive the car up this hill to the hotel (laughs) pump it up there wow mess we did have fun though once we got it was it was a good trip though yeah it was a good trip it was a good trip um yeah and my brother was always the um the king of collecting beer glasses, pint glasses. Yeah. Um, so he's got a whole collection from European. And I do too, from from European places, because he would always always collect them. <laughs> so That's we cool. Places, so it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, but now now we're all back here doing our thing. Um and and probably not having as much fun as we did back then, but yeah, probably not. Yeah. You know, such is life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so we brought Byron on because um, obviously we have some cool winter stories. We have some more funny snowboard stories we could tell. God, we could probably like talk the whole podcast about those. Now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it, uh, we're going to do winter preparedness and share some stories from the freak snowstorm of 2022 which had i-95 shut down in virginia for like eight years and yeah so so byron was lucky enough to be working that day so that's what we're bringing him (laughs) on and um yeah mandatory Mandatory hold you gotta love the mandatory holdovers right yeah Yeah. it's probably one of the best days what best days i had at work so far though so well that's something (laughs) i guess (laughs) all right so before we before we get into our scheduled programming case how was your thanksgiving it was really good i'm glad it's all over though um but it was very nice i had a great time the kids came over and i cooked enough food for an army nice and it was great Nice. So I didn't get a lot of food because mine was like blissfully uneventful. Um, My kiddos were with the in-laws and they went to the in-laws for Thanksgiving. My husband decided he needed to be sick, though. Mm. So we didn't go anywhere, but I had to go to work. Um, So it was quiet, which was nice. But then once the kids um, were brought home to Mr. Sickness... They too became <laughs> sick. So now we're back into the den of sickness hell. You um, have to put y'all in a bubble. I know. Yeah, you have to clear that stuff up before next weekend. <laughs> well, hey, you're not riding up with us in the van have... anyway. So what are you worried about? <laughs> That's After? true. Yeah. 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 So next weekend is um, the Army Navy game. Um, oh, and shit. for those of you, yeah, if you've never partaken in that experience, you really should. I wouldn't recommend doing it in Boston, which is where it is this year. But we're gonna survive. We're we're gonna push through. Hopefully, we'll get back to Philly soon enough. Um, but it's an awesome experience. So, um, Grandpa rented a van. My dad, our dad, rented a van to take everybody up there, and then my brother and his friend um, decided they were gonna fly. <laughs> you know. He's gonna fly. Can't miss the Steelers, Steelers Club. 
Yeah, they got the Steelers Club. Really? <laughs> anyway, yeah, is more important than quality time with your nephews. But hey, whatever, <laughs> whatever. All right. So, um, but how was Thanksgiving at the homestead? Because I I didn't spend Thanksgiving with you guys this year. So, I know you had to show for a grandma who's ninety nine. By the way, yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, picked her. I got off work and went to my house, and then went and picked her up, and I drove to mom and dad's, and uh, she she got there and promptly fell asleep until dinner was ready, and then uh, I think she fell asleep again after dinner, and then I took her back to the nursing home. Sweet. So, Sounds like a yeah, great it was, time. <laughs> it was pretty uneventful. She didn't like, uh, apparently mom did something new with the turkey this year. She didn't like that. Oh. And she she told the, told the nurse at the, at the nursing home that she didn't think I liked it either because she could tell by the way I was eating, but I didn't, oh. I didn't like it. That's so cute. Gotcha. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what mom did different, but I don't think she did anything different, actually. Right. It's one of those things that, that grandma makes up. Right. Right. I mean, when you're 99, I feel like you can, like. I was getting ready to say, she can make out whatever yeah. she wants to. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's but she does, she's had a, a habit of this um, all her life. And she. <laughs> She does this thing. She kind of is like you, Casey. I think I've mentioned this before, where she makes up nicknames for people. <laughs> the yeah. problem or, is, or, or places, or places, have to right? Be a person, yeah, yeah, restaurants and such. Right. She'll yeah. She'll make up names for things. The problem is she doesn't always tell you like if it's a person <laughs> that it's not a nickname you should call them to their face. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's problematic. Yeah. And then she gets <laughs> mad at you when you do. Oh my god. I'd have thought that was Kat's name because that's what you've been calling him. <laughs> you know? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's quite a trip. Sounds yeah. like it. I need to meet her. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, last week we had a question from a concerned citizen who was uh, seeing her small city dispatch being integrated into a larger PSAP. Um, she had concerns about the new work benefits or lack thereof for the current dispatchers. And she had some concerns about the safety of their police officers who have relied on these dispatchers for years and have close working relationships with. Um, unfortunately, no one reached out to us about this. Um, I know some of you out there have opinions or work in one of these types of centers, but uh, I get it was a hol holiday week, so don't be shy. You guys can get back with us. And Right. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back, listen to it. Let us know what you think, because, you know, depending on where you worked might affect you one day. Yep. So... I know some of the some some of you some of you people out there work in the cities. Let us know yep. how you feel about it. So this week, and how does nine one one work? Because we we flaked on that topic last week, <clears throat> but um, we're gonna talk about call priority, which leads great into our subject of winter preparedness. Because just yes. because you think it's an emergency. For a high priority emergency does not mean that it is. Um, so the last time we did talk about how the 911 system kind of works in each jurisdiction, how it's different, we said that uh, we were talked about how calls were processed. And basically, a human takes your call at your jurisdiction, where you live or where your cell phone dials into you. Um, depending on the situation, they may or may not need to transfer you to somewhere else. Um, but then once, once you get the human who's going to process your call, um, it gets added into a computer, I would think in everywhere in the U S now, but if somebody does paper still, please <laughs> Jesus. let us know. I mean, we do paper when the system shits out, right? 
Yeah, which is um, more than it should, but yeah, which is a bigger shit show. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so it gets put into the CAD, the computer aided dispatching system, and then sometimes there are software prog- programs that help the call takers uh, with a bank of questions about fire, medical, police calls, or any combination thereof. Um, some, some places use these systems and some, some places do not. Um, but every place pretty much has call priorities. Like they decide whether it's the law enforcement jurisdiction, fire rescue, sometimes fire and rescue are not the same entity. Like you may have a volunteer fire company and a private ambulance company. So they may have different responses for different priority calls, but all of that is determined by the responding agency. Um, it's generally not something that's determined by dispatch. They may, dispatch may have an input, uh, but it's usually not necessarily determined by the dispatch center or the PSAP. Um, and it may also mean that units, responding units will get rerouted to a higher priority call Um, If one comes out and some places have AVL or automatic vehicle location identification. And so they know the computer knows where your vehicle is at the time. And it may automatically reroute you based off of that. Um, And there's, you can use that system in different ways. Like you can use the full system. Yes. Let the CAD reroute. Or you can just say, send a notification to dispatch. This unit is closer than that unit, which is, I think, pretty much how that's how our law enforcement side works. But I think with um, fire rescue, Byron, do you guys you guys get a notification, don't you, that there's a higher priority call that's come out if you're closer? Um, to- no, usually the dispatcher will come over and say, we're diverting you to a higher priority call. And then it will. And then we'll OK, so. Okay, so it is it is dispatch. I wasn't sure if that automatically came across or not. Which this is like No, they they don't tell us the call, but they'll let us they'll usually let us know that what's about to happen, so we're just not like Oh yeah. So on. then yeah. when the automated dispatching system pushes it out and it puts you on it, you're not shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um so what would happen is it in the dispatch center, it would show up as, yeah, this unit is responding to this call, but they're closer to this higher priority call. When you dispatch it, they would get diverted. Um, and like he said, most most times the dispatcher will come across and say, hey, if we're really busy, you may not get that courtesy, but definitely something <laughs> that we would try to do. Law enforcement's a little different. And I know Casey, that that's Casey's thing. Yes. And we have a wiener tone that we do know, have a wiener tone. Everybody love the wiener tone. So <laughs> except for me, I hate the stupid wiener tone. But anyway, so yes. Yes. We so get a higher this- priority call, but you've got somebody in route to, you know, a legal advice. Yeah, you hit that old wiener tone. Wiener, wiener, wiener. <laughs> and then you know, you had to pull tooth and nail for them to go on that legal advice call but you hit that tone and all them fuckers want to roll because they want to run lights and sirens so mm-hmm. um, but everybody's yeah. suddenly freed up yep yep real real quick yeah. <clears throat> yeah i mean it's kind of the same way with fires um not so much i mean I, I think units are pretty good about like cardiac arrest calls, but on the fire rescue side, but fires for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got all them tones dropping and you know mm-hmm. something good's about yeah. to. Yeah. Do you remember the one where you working with? Well, I don't think you were working with, a, with us, Case, when we had the fire in dispatch. Mm, no, I don't think so. This was in the old building and one of our servers burned up. Like we're we're sitting in there and we're like, smells like electrical fire in here. <laughs> Smell smoke. Mind you, we had two different fire companies 
come to the office, okay, um, to tell us that whether there was a fire or not. Um, and that's my brother's dog, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's not getting enough attention. Apparently. She's not getting enough attention, so she's going to bark at us. Um, but, yeah, so the volunteers came. I can't remember. I think, no, actually, I think it was the career crew that came first and they were like, oh, you're good. And they left us because this is when we had the hybrid thing. Right. And then the volunteers were coming back from another call and we were like, hey, can y'all come by here? And they opened up the server room and there was like definite smoke. And <laughs> um, and they were like, oh, that's burn up. Well, don't you know, a house fire came out at the same time. And I was I was dispatching, dropped the tones for that sucker. They ran out of our building. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on. Like we're on fire in here. That was the old um oh my god, that old CAD that I never I never used, but I know you used it. Oh, the C plims. Yes, burned that bitch right up. It that was down. Shit was like a damn Atari. So that bitch needs to be burnt. Right. It was like Atari. Like if you ever had the Yes, the old black screen. (laughs) Yes, with the greener letters. Yes, yes, yes. That we burned that bitch up that night. I don't know how, but that was quite funny. No real loss there. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. But they got an actual fire, and they just left us. (laughs) Luckily, you know the servers are built to be self-contained, and it burned itself out, and it was fine. It stunk, but it was fine. So, um. And in the in our new building, they made us a bigger server room, and it has its own ventilation and fans and all that, so it stays cooler. But yeah, yeah, pretty funny. So, yeah, when you think you're having the biggest emergency possible, like dispatch might be burning up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might not be. Um, and that that leads us into our inconvenient snowstorm. In January Ugh. 2022, yeah. that shut down Interstate 95 in Virginia for like 18 hours. Um, and if anybody's ever traveled any part of Interstate 95, um, you know what a giant cluster that is. But in that particular <laughs> 50 mile stretch, holy crap! I get the snow started falling, and Byron, were you Byron? You were actually working that day, and then got held over to the next day, right? No, I worked the day before, and then I got and, held and got held. Uh, yeah, did it start snowing early in the morning, or I thought it was like midday? But no, I think it started snowing overnight. Okay, I think it was overnight. But it didn't. It, it. I don't think it snowed that much at first because you know usually I looked it up and it was apparently a Monday, which I was thinking for some reason it was a weekend day, but the calendar says it was a Monday. And it would have been the Monday right after the New Year's holiday because it was January 3rd, I believe. And everybody, normally the federal government is pretty good about shutting down if there's a (laughs) snowflake in Virginia or Maryland, the DMV, right? They're like, no, people can be on the roads. Yeah. Um, But that didn't happen. And then- Yeah, I don't think anybody- knew it was supposed to be as bad as it was right and then there were a lot of people that were just traveling because of the holiday and i think by midday the snow was coming down at like one to two inches per hour which is crazy for here you know for like i know other places europe out west that's like normal but here that's like whoa yeah and then there was an accident that involved several tractor trailers and it basically just shut 95 down and people were stuck in their cars um you know panicking and calling 911 because a myriad of things it was it was not good um and then of course dealing with all of that there were actual like emergencies that people needed help for happening in in all the jurisdictions i mean because a 50 mile span of i95 encompasses quite a lot of jurisdictions sure does yeah there was quite a lot um 
going on elsewhere because of course nobody can drive on any of the roads let alone the interstate so there were accidents um medical calls and i know one of the ones that you got stuck on byron was um a nice long gravel road driveway that you had to get an Uh, back to right yeah, had to, there was a, a call. It was actually not in our due. It was our second due. And it was a chest pain call. It took us, I don't know, four hours to get there. Because um, we, we, we had to cut our way through through all the down trees. Um, we spent a, a bunch of time out on one of the main roads um, trying to get people to turn around so we could get so we could get through and people were asking when the road was going to be open. Uh, and I was probably, I told a bunch of people probably, probably next week sometime. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really sure there's, and well, they were, that's above my pay grade. That, yeah. Yeah. That's way above my pay grade. There's <laughs> a, there was actually a, a pregnant lady I felt bad for, but um, she was ready to give birth at any moment. And I was like, God, there's no way you can get through here. You're gonna have to go back to home, or maybe try to get uh, west to a hospital. But you're not going this way. Um, oh man! And she was, she was telling me, uh, she was talking, to me and I said, you know, the the next guy up, he's a paramedic. He can probably help you more than I can. <laughs> so I, I I pawned her off on him, and uh, but yeah, there was. I mean, I think there was over a hundred trees down in that in that one area across the road across both sides of the road so people are like why don't you just cut why don't you just chainsaw the trees out of the way well i don't i don't have enough gas for this chainsaw and um the the county doesn't issue us big enough chainsaws to deal with this so yeah right because a lot of times depending on the on the size like if there's a tree down um you know, it's really a, a Department of Transportation issue. Yeah. Um, if yeah, it's they have, right, they have the equipment and the and people actually trained on saws and right. Stuff. I mean, we but are you, a little you bit. You have not, kind of a lot of saw training, though. <laughs> I I do. Yeah, yeah. Top uh, taught me how to use a saw. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was a good or bad thing, but uh, <laughs> well, we definitely. We definitely dropped a tree on his truck at one time, but um, yeah. Uh, but then hopefully but we learn better sawing techniques out west. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, def- I definitely did. So at least I had some experience, and uh, and uh, well, I, I was I was having a blast uh, just walking down the road cutting up trees. I thought it was I thought it was the best thing ever. But uh, yeah, but we just don't have the capability to clear that many trees, or you know the saws to clear that type of mess. Mm. So, yeah, we finally, we finally did get to that. Luckily we ran into um, some locals who were, uh, I kind of wish I would have been with them. They were driving around on side-by-sides and their uh, four-wheel drive vehicles, just drinking beer, cutting everything out of the road. So <laughs> they, were, they were having a good, they, they were having a good time. Uh, <laughs> oh my god me. there was a that's great there was a uh there was a uh power line that was down like one of the power poles were down and uh my officer was like we can't touch that thing and these dudes were like ah we'll cut it up and they <laughs> cut right through it Jeez. and we were like i hope you don't i hope it's i hope that thing's not energized because if it is you're a goner but, oh yeah. my god that so but, yeah, explains that, the country folk in <laughs> in our area, yeah. though, right? Yes, like for sure. Like, yeah, they were so happy to be out helping. They didn't. Right. I think they had unlimited beer and unlimited uh, gas for their sauce, so they were just. I'm, well, I'm sure they did, because they're probably yeah. like me. If it's gonna snow, I mean, you got to stock up on the beer. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't want to be stuck at home. Yeah. All this, like that's terrible. 
So, yeah, okay. yeah. But, but we're not advocating drinking and driving. Even your side by side, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Or operating a chainsaw. Or operating yeah. a chainsaw, right? Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. Oh my God! But that does uh that does totally um explain the population out that way for sure. Yes. Yeah. It does. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> I would have been freaked out though about with that many trees down and you're running a chainsaw, like because you can't hear if another tree is coming down, like behind you. Uh, that would have freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know if it was the same storm. It might have been it might have been. It might have been the night the night before I got held. I don't think so. I think it was a different one, but we we cut down a tree. And then we left, and uh, and then about a minute later, another tree fell in that same spot. So I was like, yeah. that could have. And I was, and I told, I told my officer, I was like, we need to get, we need to get this tree out of the way because the rest of these trees are ready to come down. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. But I heard a couple of snap in the uh, when I wasn't running the chainsaw. I heard a couple of snap and come down. You, you just couldn't tell where they were coming from. So, really? it was that's not cool. Like, you would think this would be something that would be weird, like, you know, once in a lifetime would happen or whatever. But twice, as when I've been working as a dispatcher, I have had a freaking tree come down into an ambulance or a fire truck. Like two times in my career that's happened. And I feel like that's a lot. Understand that. Like, like you're, you know, if if you can't drive your car or your vehicle through whatever's happening, these pieces of equipment, and they weren't really made to go in the snow necessarily. <laughs> you know, like they they that's yeah. not they're not like Jeeps. And then the random stuff that happens, you know, I mean, the the one time it was like middle of the night and it was an ambulance. They were responding to a call and the like the next thing we hear is, oh, can you dispatch the next medic unit? Because we were just involved in an accident. And then like the story comes out here. They are. They had to crawl out the back of the ambulance because a freaking tree came through the front, came through the windshield and just happened to miss them both. But people just think because they're firefighters or EMTs or police officers that they're invincible and shit's not going to happen. And that's just not the way it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Def- definitely not. You can help by being a decent human and... Stay the fuck be- off the road. Well, yeah. Stay off the <laughs> yeah. road. <laughs> um, and be prepared for... For the winter weather. Yes. Right. I mean, one, one thing is like, if you have a, if you have a known medical problem, like be ready to deal with it when somebody can't get to you for four hours, right? Like if you're on home oxygen, have enough, um, you know, because that's another thing with the, the responders, the dispatchers, whatever, when we're handling that, we do realize that you're having an emergency. It's stressful for us too. <laughs> I got some tips. Tips that we're going to talk about. Yes. And you guys jump in, of course, um, especially Byron, because you have experience here. Um, so one of the things I um, wanted to talk about was if you're trying to heat your home in winter weather, whether your power's out or whatnot, um, do not use your stove as a heating source. Like that's just dumb. That <laughs> just, dumb. Yeah. Just yeah. think of all the things that could go wrong. Unless Dude. it's your like stove, like wood stove that's made to be a heating source. Right. Not your stove that you cook your macaroni and cheese on or whatever. Right. Your, no. your gas stove <laughs> that you cook. And don't leave your oven door open and, like, try to eat the house. Nope, that's a terrible yeah. idea. Um, electrical space heaters are super dangerous. Um, if you do have to use them, make sure you get the kind that have the automatic shutoff. 
I think those things are, are huge problems during the winter time for folks. Yeah, I mean, don't put them on yeah. the rugs and just, yeah, make sure they have the tip off or the right. tip over off switch, right? Yeah, not near curtains, anything flammable, that kind of thing. I was going to say, we saw this. Don't, if you have a little portable generator that you might use on a job site, don't put it in your garage, turn it on and open the garage door to the house and try to run your electronics. It'll, it'll, it'll fill your house with CO gas, which is not good. So yeah, if you're going to run a generator, make sure it's outside where it's ventilated and it won't come back into the house. The exhaust won't come back into the house. And people are probably like, well, who would do that? Well, there are a lot of dumb folks yeah. that do that. You would. You, so. <laughs> we got we got to call at 3 o'clock in the morning for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. First yes. CO alarms going off. Luckily, they had CO alarms. Right. So Luckily, but we've had yeah. calls before where they have not had CO alarms and they've had the generator running in the garage. Yeah, that's not your garage <laughs> when it's closed is not venting enough to the outside. Um, and yeah. the love of God, people, it is carbon monoxide. It's not carbon dioxide. <laughs> it's not a CO2 alarm. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. And so if you are going to at least if you don't have most people, I think, who have a gas heat source have co alarms i mean you should if you don't but you're gonna run a generator you should probably get one just to make sure because yes that is a serious problem <laughs> um if you're going to use a kerosene heater make sure you have the proper ventilation for that as well crack a window another thing is instead of using candles maybe um have lots of batteries on hand, different sizes to use flashlights. But... And keep yeah, your flashlights, flashlights for their proper <laughs> use. Lighting up the dark. They don't go in dark places, people. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Now you can confuse everybody. No. These people yeah. know what I'm talking uh, about. They know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you're going to be traveling and you know you're going to be um, hitting the road, um, make sure that your car's gassed up, got a full tank, have snacks, blankets, water, chargers for your phone, toilet paper, um, no important phone numbers, and remember, do not call 911 unless you are dying. Um, know, know the non-emergency number. If your ass is stranded on the side of the road, call your ass a tow truck. There's no need to call 911 for that. Um, if you're on the highway, it's pound 77 if you're in Virginia. And let's see what else. Your electric car is not a reliable source of transportation in the wintertime. I'm just <laughs> north of Virginia. Okay. Leave that shit at home. Plugged in. Because if you get caught in a snowstorm, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Hybrids, okay, but not your plug it in car because it's not going to go. It's going to stop going and it's going to get really cold. And also, another thing yeah. if you're or a country bunkin like me, and I guess probably you too, Bug, if you are on well water and your electricity goes out, make sure you have lots of water because as soon as that power goes out, your ass is going to have to shit. And you can't flush your toilet if you're on a well and it runs with electricity. You're just going to be... Oh, my God. Set. That that so reminds me of our conversation at dinner last night, which we didn't talk about. <laughs> we had dinner. With, we did have dinner last night. With our girls, right? And, um, yeah, our old Nitro and her trip to South Africa with her husband's family. And the water main breaking and they weren't able to flush the toilets. Yep. Yeah. So same thing. If if you live on a well, yeah, have some water um, and have water that's inside and not outside because it'll be frozen if it's outside, clearly. Yes. I mean, you, could, you can take buckets of snow and bring them inside your house if it's warm yep. enough. Water your damn Christmas trees. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
<laughs> don't overload your sockets and your power strips. We don't want no Griswold family Christmas. Yeah. Anything uh, else, Byron, that you want to add? Yeah, I would say if you do decide to go out for some random reason that's uh, super important, uh, like getting your dog food or I don't know, um, I would say stay home, number one. But if you do decide to go out and you do get stranded, your car gets stuck, don't leave your car. Yes, um, oh my God. Uh, stay with your car unless you absolutely know where you are and how far you are from your destination. Um, but don't just go stumbling blindly into the into the wilderness. If you and have a gas-powered car. Yeah. And you've yeah, got your gas. your car will run. Right. Your car's yeah. going to run for a little bit. You could even dig yeah. out, like, if if you somehow got, like, snow up to your muffler. You could dig that out and hunker down in your car for a little bit. But, yeah, don't don't wander off. Yeah. We had a – there was actually – we had to pick up some kids in the middle of the night um, that night. Uh, we actually had to take our brush truck to get them because mm. we couldn't get the – the engine or the ambulance down to them and then oh, uh and then we tried to deliver them to where they were going and they they lived in the city and their mom lived out in the country they were trying to bring their mom a cell phone charger they didn't make it but uh so we tried to get them to their mom's house but there was too many trees down we couldn't get there uh so we just took them to the hospital mm. so, wow <laughs> We got into the ambulance and took him to the hospital. They uh, they were verging on hypothermic, but I mean, we didn't have anywhere for him to go. So, and then there was a guy who actually who who died. who left his car, and they uh, found him in the woods. So I, I guess the next day that the uh, they were looking for him all night, they couldn't find him. Uh, and they found him the next day. So just stay with your car if if you get stranded. Stay with your car is probably your best bet. Yes, and check on your elderly family or neighbors too cause... yeah if they don't have power you <laughs> yeah. know like definitely check on people and you can always call the non-emergency line and ask for stuff like that i mean you know we can't guarantee that it's going to get done in the next 10 minutes but you know when we have vehicles that are capable that that we can do things like that but that is not a 911 emergency it's you know that's nope a non-emergency number. And and also, when your power, the power goes out, power lines, power anything, call the freaking power company. <laughs> I was just saying you're thinking that. Yeah. Because, you know, as Byron said earlier, you know, they had a power pole that was down. They're not going to touch it because if it's hot, you yeah, know. Yeah, we won't even touch trees that are that are down on power lines right touching a power line um yeah that's not that's not our thing right so if it's on if it's on fire we're not gonna put it out until we we know the electricity's off so right it's it's gotta be you know so the power company also mostly trees down things in the roadway dead animals whatever it's usually a VDOT, or in Virginia, it's VDOT, but, you know, in whatever state you're in, Department of Transportation, that's generally their issue. And they do usually have a public number, 800 number, or something like that. There's only there's only so much that public safety can do. We talked about that in one of the other episodes, right? I mean, it's a limited yeah. resource. It's not an unlimited resource. Work, so. Yeah, there's, people can worked, get into work, so. Right. Did you end up working a 72-hour shift then? No, I just worked 48. Um, okay. I probably, That's... I mean, I probably could have stayed the whole week and they wouldn't have said anything. But uh, Right, but, you know. Like... I, I I just closed on my house and I wanted to make sure it was, <laughs> it was still intact. Uh, right. That's right. So luckily, I was able to make it home and then make it to, to mom and dad's because they have, they have solar, so. They still have power for a couple of days. I think we've given some good, good tips and advice. I think we have. We we have, we have good tips for winter survival <laughs> because we we've had some incidents, like in the smart car, and then we yeah. had. Remember that we got lost that one time snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. was a, 
That wouldn't be good. Yeah. And we went, we finally went up to this. We couldn't figure, we knew like where we needed to be. We could see it, but we didn't know how to get there. And we asked this one lift operator and my German was really broken and like, and his English was about the same. (laughs) But, um, so I, we asked him like, can we get there? And he's like, oh no. Cause like all the lifts, they're shut down at four o'clock. Cause they don't really do night skiing. And it's going to get dark. And so um, he's like, no, no. And so we're like, uh, what do we do? And he's like, well, are are you good snowboarders? And we're like, eh? that's, that's high. Uh, <laughs> not really. Eh? <laughs> like, he's like, so you go down this mountain. And he's like, if you hurry, you'll probably make it before dark. Maybe. And, uh, you can catch a, a a van to the to the parking lot. And we're like, is this real? Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. And we went as fast as we could go down that. It was the backside of the mountain. It was icy. We were falling. We were there were points where I was just holding my jacket down and sliding on my ass oh my until my board would catch again because it was so icy. And then at one point, the whole damn ski patrol is going past us (laughs) like this is not this is not no see in america they go down the slope they like make sure everybody's off the slopes no in europe they're like on your own bitches (laughs) time yeah i'd be interested to see what it's like calling 911 in or i guess it's not 911 in europe but they're probably a lot different they probably don't i wonder if they answer like send people to some of the stuff we send people to. That would be awesome. Like, to know. Uh, that would person. totally be awesome. Okay, uh, take what? yourself to the doctor and. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, yeah, in now, like in England, I know they actually have doctors or nurses on the ambulances, um, and they <laughs> they they do it they do do it differently, um. And it's one one nine there, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know. Like, I never. I. I wouldn't. When I lived in Germany, I don't know that. I would. I kind of be afraid to call nine one one because they probably tell you it's your problem. And. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that that happened. Like we're going down, and the ski patrol is just zooming on past us, and we do finally get down. We it's about dark, like when we get down to this little village. And we do see, like, a van with racks. And we, like, run up to it and throw our snowboards in the back. And the dude's like, oh, yeah, I know where to take you. And we're like, thank fucking God, because we don't know where we are. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Yeah. Sound fun at all. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's like, it's gonna get cold, people. I mean, some some people are already cold, but, like, you know where we are it's gonna get cold i hate it i like to visit the snow (laughs) but um you know we're all gonna have to buck up and yeah yeah get it together i'm ready yeah you're ready because you don't like to be hot but oh no yeah but i only want to see it for like two days max and then it needs to go yeah, I mean, I like now I like to have like some sledding time for the kids like they like that. And I'm totally fine to be snowed into my house as long as I have power. Yeah, me too. Yeah. When there's no power, then I'm a little bit. Eh. But mm-hmm. yeah, and my brother, he just goes to the parents because they've got the solar. So yeah, I well, do need to invest in your yeah. own place in the solar. I've thought about that too, but. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, yeah. I thought about. It. I just don't have. I don't have the space. I don't have anywhere that gets good sunlight, unless it's on mm. my roof. Well, I've got plenty. Like we get the sunlight <laughs> hail. Yeah, so I could probably power yeah. like the whole road. I could probably sell mine back. But anyway, that's off off topic. But alternative, alternative heat, safe alternative heat sources, light sources, water sources. And um, yeah. Don't take your electric cars out in snowstorm, please. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. I know. 
I know they have the. Uh, I have one for my house. It's like uh, I think they're called Heater Buddy or something, but they're they're clean uh, propane heaters that you can actually run inside your house. And they they do have like a cutoff switch, but I have that in case I get stranded at my house and I don't have power. Uh, so that's something pe- people could look into. But I also have a seal alarm to. Uh, Right. So if I use that, I'll I'll plug it in and keep it near that, so I know if it's not burning clean. It's, it's supposed to burn clean, so it burns everything off. That's cool. I've never heard of yeah. that. Me either. So I don't have a. I only have two shout outs, um, and that is to Miss Teresa and Hep. Hey guys, old baby Hep. Yep. And for Byron, we gotta do the we gotta do another shout out to the Med Crew Ten because, you know. Yeah, yeah, they uh they had a busy year, I think. Pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you know, who knew that they were gonna need a whole crew over in Shenandoah for that recent cluster? So, yeah, yeah, that would have. That would have been fun to be on, but I need to find <laughs> out how to work part time for for that for Virginia Department of Forestry. I'm sure when you they can. decide to go, when they go decide to burn everything down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So remember, follow us on your podcast apps. Share with everybody, all your friends, and. Casey, what are we going to talk about next week? Next week, we will have another guest, um, and he will be talking about transitioning from being a dispatcher to working out in the field. So that's exciting. Sweet. Yes. And thank you, Byron, for joining us. Nice to meet you. Oh, you're welcome. Nice to meet you, too. And thanks for all that you do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man, and uh, I guess we'll let you get back to your doggies since she's insisting. Not happy yeah, with yeah. us, yeah. <laughs> Mine is sleeping yeah, on one is, of my uh, children right now, so. Oh, uh, yeah, no, mine doesn't sleep. She just barks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how y'all do with that, but anyway. Well, and thanks to all the other first responders out there. Thanks for all you do. Stay safe. And until next time. Until next time. We'll see you then.